This is Lab Medicine Rounds, a curated podcast for physicians, laboratory professionals, and students. I'm your host, Justin Kreuter, the Bowtie Bandit of Blood, a transfusion medicine pathologist at Mayo Clinic. Today, we're rounding with Dr. Noor Almozain, a hematopathologist and transfusion medicine consultant at King Faisal Specialist Hospital in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, to talk about how do we reach out to colleagues for help. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Almozain. Thank you, Dr. Crater, for inviting me. It, it, it really feels special to be um, a guest at my favorite podcast. Ah, we're glad <laughs> to have you. Grateful to have you. I mean, I think this topic of how do we reach out to colleagues is one of the hidden curriculum that isn't exactly explicitly talked about. And I've seen different approaches people have taken and, and I've always admired your approach. Maybe you can get us started with, what are a few of the reasons why you have uh, reached out to colleagues for advice? Oh, thank you. You like my way in approaching the advice. Actually, there are not few, there are a bunch of reasons of why I, I do seek advice. I deeply, uh, inside myself, I strongly believe that the world is more complex than I can see by my own eyes. I always have this strong desire to see things from multiple different angles. I always want to know what other things about things and have multi-perspective approach to things. And in general, it is embedded in my mindset. I strongly believe in a proverb, Arabic proverb. I'll say that translation in English. Uh, if you're only guided uh, by your books, you will be more wrong than right. On multiple levels, um, according to what type of guidance you're receiving, you will develop um, professionally, personally, spiritually. Wow. For our target audience for this podcast, this really, I think, uh, resonates physicians in practice, reaching out to colleagues, those of us in the laboratory as professionals, we always have to understand what is the clinical significance of what we're dealing with. And then for students too, being able to see this in our colleagues. And I think that's what this podcast is calling a little attention to for the learners that listen to pay particular attention when colleagues uh, ask each other for advice. What are a few of the challenges that you've had to navigate while reaching out to try to find this different perspective? I imagine uh, a couple of challenges can come up from time to time. Yes, of course. Dr. Justin, actually, um, thank you for identifying this as a challenging process because many people assume that this is a passive process, but not uh, in reality, it's not. I would say that first challenge is you need to, uh, to understand yourself, what you want to get from this advice and what you need to precisely identify the problem, recognize it, be aware of your blind spots and knowledge gap, acknowledge your limitation in, in solving uh, certain problems. On the other side, you need to be uh, psychologically and emotionally prepared to be open to receiving the advice and uh, that's a bit tricky because we are humans. We feel strong about our opinions and how we feel. We need to be open to accept the advice um, in times when it contradicts what we see or our views or our, or our desires. The second challenge would be, uh, in my view, is identifying the right person or the people around you who can guide you through a certain problem. Because it's a challenging because it is a very 
sophisticated process in which you need to build and sustain relationship and trust with them. I hear you. So when you dive into the problem and you mentioned the idea, this concept of being aware of our blind spot, that's really a big challenge probably for a lot of us. I I know, especially myself for the first several years in practice, I was just constantly building on my strengths and my interests. And then one day I kind of woke up and realized I was missing a whole aspect that I really needed to focus on. How do you work on maintaining awareness of where your blind spots are? So this is not an easy process. It it comes with practice. And the more you grow, the more you realize that world is not black and white, and there are much more to it. I wouldn't say 50 shades of gray, I would say 500s. And you would identify them by knowing your limitation and actually defining the gaps in your knowledge and experience. I see. So that's something that kind of comes with the practice that you're you're developing. Yeah. Is there something in your training or a point that you can kind of really put your finger on to say, this really kind of set me on the right course to always be mindful of my blind spots? Well, I, I don't think there is something in a, a training course or a guidance that will tell you that, look, this is how you identify your blind spots. But it really comes with practice and it comes of you becoming more understanding of yourself and more aware of what you know and what you don't know. For more laboratory education, including a listing of conferences, webinars, and on-demand content, visit mayocliniclabs.com forward slash education. Another thing you brought up was finding the right people (laughs) to reach out to. What I also heard your answer there was this concept of networking. You're probably doing that, I imagine, with uh, conferences and, and the like. And how are you building this network of colleagues that you can reach out to? Probably the first thing is not to be shy or not to be effort to be stigmatized of being less knowledgeable, you have to accept the idea that you're less knowledgeable than others and not necessarily you're inferior to others, but because you are aware that there are certain people with certain expertise and you need to connect with them to gain some experience. Yeah, you know, there's this concept now of brave learning environments, and I hear a lot of bravery in your answer to go into something, and I mean, that's really when we're looking for advice for something, we're looking for advice from somebody who's more knowledgeable, that really is important for us to, to be brave in those situations. Turning back to the advice you get, I imagine sometimes uh, when you go for advice, and I imagine over time you've gotten better because you've been more targeted with your practice, but I imagine sometimes the advice can be helpful, and and sometimes it maybe is not as helpful. And I'm kind of curious, how do you set yourself up for success in, in getting a helpful answer? 
The first thing is you need to identify the challenges. You, uh, you need to, as I mentioned earlier, just to identify what are your blind spots and to deal with that, navigate through that. Finding the right person is also the next thing on, on how to get the right advice. And sometimes you're in a situation, you're reaching to a person who used, you used to get an advice, but the topic you're reaching out for is a conflict of interest for, for them. It is your role here to identify that and probably not to seek that advice from that certain person because of this certain conflict of interest just and just to maintain this relationship. The other thing is not to seek an advice for self-validation or for opinion validation because I do think if, this has happened repeatedly in a row with this, in a row with the same person, the other person or the, the person who's giving an advice repeatedly felt that he's not heard or he's not listened to, that would create trust issues. And that will on the long run damage the relationship between both of you. I knew you were the right person to ask for on this topic because oh, this concept of, I think, you know, that's another interesting thing, this idea of conflicts of interest. A lot of the time I see in many cases, the experts in a field, especially in, in when you get into subspecialty work, the experts in the field will often be involved in research work with various pharmaceutical companies and, and they might have that conflict of interest. So you've just added another layer of sophistication, thoughtfulness, intention as well. And I like your idea about not seeking out advice for opinion validation. It's using the network. It's not really necessary to use it. So I really appreciate that. Now, you know, we have a, a, a mixed uh, audience listening to us and I'm kind of curious, you know, what advice do you have for early career healthcare professionals about asking for advice? We've heard a little bit about your process. We've heard a little bit about pitfalls and then gratefully to hear about kind of the next level thoughts that you have going into this. Uh, what sort of advice do you have for people that are just getting started? My advice is if you don't have a mentor or a person in your life who's giving you an advice, it's time to find one, definitely. Seeking advice can be tremendously helpful resource. You're never too late or too old to ask for an advice, whatever you reach on your professional or social life. It will definitely help on your professional and uh, social growth and developing your leadership skills. Having an advice would let you overcome a lot of, of pitfalls and tend to save more of um, more energy and time and probably uh, focus on how to leave an impact on things that you're doing. It's brilliant. I, I really appreciate how you connected this concept of how we seek advice to things that a lot of us as young professionals in the field are interested in, such as developing ourselves as leaders, moving uh, and making progress in our local environments. 
I think this is advice that probably all three of our listeners can really uh, can really think about and take to heart, whether we are clinicians in practice, laboratory professionals, or students. Sure, sure. No one succeeds alone. We success by the people around us who help us in achieving our goals. We've been rounding with Dr. Almozen. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about how do we seek advice with intentionality? How do we move beyond, as your proverb said, move beyond just that book learning to appreciate the different perspectives? Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you for joining us today. We invite you to share your thoughts and suggestions via email. Please direct any suggestions to mcleducation.mayo.edu and reference this podcast. If you've enjoyed Lab Medicine Rounds podcast, please subscribe. Until our next rounds together, we encourage you to continue to connect lab medicine and the clinical practice through insightful conversations.